Hey everyone, I'm Selena. And I'm Gracie. We've been friends for 10 years. Making and maintaining friendships from 18 to 28 looks a lot different than 28 to 38. And we're just two ladies trying to figure it out. From reliving old memories to figuring out how we're going to have kids at the same time, this podcast is for our friendship and for all the long-term friendships out there. Catch up with us every week. So what's going on? Hi, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy it's Thursday. I felt like Thursday was a long time coming this week. (laughs) Yes. I feel like every day this week felt like Thursday and I'm just waiting for it to actually be Thursday. I also like this week has kind of gone by fast, but the days have been so long. Like, I don't know about you, but like I looked down this morning and I was like, it must be like 3 p.m. It was like 1030. And I'm like, it's not even lunchtime. Are you kidding me? Like, we're not even there yet. And it was just, I had so much more of the day ahead of me and it was just not where I wanted to be. Yeah. I definitely experienced that a few times today too. Yeah. Work, work has just been kicking, kicking my ass this week. <laughs> just. Oh man. Well, I will tell you, it feels like almost like summer. It was 45 this weekend in DC. Oh, it was wow. se- It was 78 today. <laughs> you know, you know what? kind of what that does to my mentality in terms of jackets <laughs> that is some stark i went from like warming Jesus. i literally went like zip duvet cover on saturday to like short sleeve t-shirt today 78 holy shit yeah it was hot was it humid? and then there's like not humid it was lovely wow the type of heat i like oh my gosh wow i'm in shock it's, nuts. it's so nuts well, it's been raining here for like three days straight, which is my favorite weather. So I'm super <laughs> happy. It's been cold. It was like 51 in our house this morning and Jeez. really cold and rainy, but it was great. Yeah. I feel like I, I'm definitely a winter person. I like the cold weather. I like the rain. I like the snow, like give me all the puffy jackets. I have 17 million of them, <laughs> but I didn't realize, I think maybe it's because I've been indoors for so long. <laughs> But I didn't realize like how nice it was to like just like have some warmth on my skin yeah yeah like it's just like it's such a lovely feeling to not like be in 75 layers so like go walk my dog yeah well I'm glad you got some sun and some warmth yeah whipping out the sunscreen <laughs> <laughs> that's good protect that fair skin of yours <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, did you cook anything fun? Oh, you sent me a recipe yesterday that looked super mm. good. Any favorite foods? Anything yes. amazing that you made this week? I'm a little bit in a food rut. And maybe it's because like, I just don't know what I'm in. the. We, we had this whole thing. Let me back up a little bit. <laughs> we were trying to order dinner last Friday. And I was just like, I feel like we've had everything on caviar and like Uber. Like, oh my God. It was almost to the point where I was like, I don't like, I don't feel like any of this like none of this sounds good so I've been in a little bit of like a food rut in the fact that like I, ha- I know I have things to cook like I know there's projects to be had but I'm like I don't know what I want to eat I, like, I feel right there with you like the only thing that I'm craving is like pad thai Korean barbecue and like some sort of chocolate cake and like everything <laughs> else doesn't sound good <laughs> I'm pretty much only craving chocolate cake and that's it <laughs> yeah um but this week we did um I kind of moved away from some of my cookbooks, started using more of my New York Times cooking subscription. And I was looking for something to like throw in the oven, which is the recipe I sent you. It was like a sheet pan chicken with tomatoes that were cooked, pancetta that was cooked and like whole cloves of garlic. 
you essentially like season it all, throw it on the pan, stick it in a 425 degree oven for like 20 minutes. And then like everything is cooked and you just kind of like shovel it onto your plate. That sounds uh, good. So it was super good. Cause it kind of like made it the like tomatoes and the olive oil and the garlic, like essentially made a sauce without you having to do anything in the pan. And then you just like pour it over the chicken and put it in your mouth. So it was delicious. It sounds good. It's like that viral. It's like that TikTok video that everybody and their mother made with like it's the baked feta and whatever. It's too much like, feta. I love feta. It's too much. It's too much. It's so salty on pasta. I don't know. No. Also, what like, about you? What did you cook this week? Separately, like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot um, of questions around that. <laughs> I made. I haven't eaten them yet. I just made them and froze them. <laughs> Uh, but I made some black bean burgers to just have around, mm. which again, haven't tried them yet, but I tried the mix and it was really good mm-hmm. and they freeze really nicely. So, cause I was like, I'm sick of I, also in a food rut and also nothing sounds good, mm-hmm. but then also you go back and forth of like, this doesn't sound good. Let's just cook something, but I don't want to order and again. Then it's 9 Let's just order. <laughs> and then it's eight and you're like, well, yeah. I have to go to sleep now. Damn. So. Yeah. I just like did that so we have something that's good and fulfilling and whatever for when we argue about food for the millionth time. (laughs) Are you a veggie burger on a bun person or are you like a veggie burger like as you're like cut it with a fork and knife with like a salad on the side or like sides person? I am not really a veggie burger person. Um, Me neither. But I love a black bean burger and I full bun avocado sriracha like, like a burger yeah. like a burger mm-hmm. yeah that's lovely but I made also a um Sola Willy, however you say her name from Bon Appetit who's now food 52 mm-hmm. um I love her and she has a pound cake recipe with like all these variations and I made the chocolate vanilla almond swirl pound cake this week and it was so delicious you have to send me that because I love or and I both love anything like almondy flavor. You know, I went through a pound cake phase. I think we talked about this, but love a good like snacking cake or like slicing cake. Yeah, that cake's already gone. So <laughs> it's delicious. I'll also send you Claire Saffitt's almond poppy seed cake. Mm. That's so fucking delicious. You are yeah. going to really love it. I have it on my to cook list for this weekend. I think I'm going to do like a chocolate zucchini bread situation. Yeah. I like the things that you can have like in the morning when I like want something. And I like things that you can also like stick a scoop of ice cream on and like have for dessert. Yeah. That's my favorite. I'm also, I realize St. Patrick's Day is next weekend or next week on Wednesday. <laughs> Not that anybody celebrates it in COVID. I don't know how you would, but when I was growing up, my dad always made corned beef cabbage, corned beef and cabbage. And so I was like, maybe that will be my weekend project. <laughs> I've never made that before, but could be fun. That sounds good. My grandma always used to make like a um, really rich, like, beef stew for St. Patrick's Day mm. that was also like beery and beefy like carrots and, and yeah like cold people cold winter food mm-hmm. with potatoes mm. it was great I wonder if I mean I think there's a couple reasons we're in a food rut because we're a year into a pandemic and haven't gotten to try anything new but mm-hmm. I also think like what is spring food like in the winter I want like curries and stews and like heavy pasta like I want anything that's gonna like warm me from the inside out summer I essentially like only want gazpacho for like six months because it's so hot <laughs> <in DC. laughs> I'm like, 
gosh. Like, I, I just can't think of anything warm that sounds good to me in the summer. Like, I want, like, a nice little Asian salad from this place called Vandula Bowl that's, like, cabbage and spring onions and shrimp with, like, a nice, like, fish sauce dressing. That's, like, all I want. But, like, what do you eat in March? I mean, well, <laughs> you could look at what's seasonal veg beginning of veg (laughs) Mm -hmm. but also I think like I don't know I live somewhere that is perpetually 70 degrees yeah so like I rarely get the days that are like I want a cold meal like like a stick to your bones like curry or stew yeah we get that like 10 times out of the year and that's it yeah we're like big chili people I'm like oh you know what sounds good chili because it's 35 degrees outside yeah I mean spiritually I would like to be that but (laughs) when it's like 80 fucking degrees and you're like I can't eat chili yeah yeah Uh, I don't know peas I always think of peas like snap peas Mm, like a nice frittata a little or like a little pasta with like Mm. veg and yeah I like that (laughs) what's easter food what's easter food well I only celebrate greaster so the way I'm on the spit in the front yard is Easter food for me, but probably more my style. <laughs> I don't know why people do. I think like ham. <laughs> I don't, uh, we, we're not a ham family. Mm-mm. I mean, our Passover is like brisket and matzo ball soup. I don't really think that's springy, but <laughs> you can roll with that. Yeah. Would eat it. What have you been reading, watching, consuming on the media front <laughs> lately? I- also in a row all of it um I finished like three series this weekend <laughs> oh my god tell me about them what series we either Thursday or Friday night started the morning show on Apple TV if you haven't watched it I highly recommend it it's about it takes place within like the 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 heat of the epicenter of the Me Too movement that happened a couple of years ago is that the Reese Witherspoon uh, Jennifer Aniston yes show? and Steve Carell 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 um, I have wanted to watch that. We don't have Apple TV or whatever it's on. Yep. It was really, it wasn't what I was expecting in a good way. I was almost hesitant to watch it because I thought it was going to be a certain thing and it wasn't that. And I was pleasantly surprised. Um, cool. I, I think it was like a very powerful message. It was super well done. It was really relevant. Um, and it engaged us the entire weekend, which was great. I also finished Did um, you watch the whole series over the weekend. Yep, we literally finished it on Sunday <laughs> after starting starting it on like Thursday or Friday. I also finished Ginny and Georgia on Netflix. Oh yeah, that's on my list. Um, it was cute and weird, entertaining. I'm I'm really interested to hear your thoughts about this because I think it is <laughs> relevant in a lot of ways to maybe the way you grew up. <laughs> oh great. <laughs> um, let's relive that. <laughs> it's it was it's really weirdly made. I didn't love like the narrator aspect of it. You'll see what I mean when you watch it, mm-hmm. but it was cute. And like, you kind of want to see what happens in like a lighthearted way, but it's also kind of heavy in a weird way. You kind of walk away being like, what the fuck just happened? Like, that's not okay. But it's kind of like cheerful and light. So you don't really think about it until you've like walked away from the screen for an hour and a half. I feel like, Netflix, I feel like Netflix is making a handful of shows that feel like that. Yeah. Like, Firefly Lane I started to watch that was also kind of like that and I stopped I started that I and finished like, it that was the third one it, it was too heavy I was like this was this was cute and like female friendship and then it got really heavy and I was like no this is too yeah. much so that was my third series we started and finished pretty quickly um I also felt the same way and I also felt very unsatisfied at the end mm, that's it a left me 
it like the ending just didn't wrap anything up and i was like okay well i just spent my entire weekend doing this so thanks so much um i mean but what else were you going to be doing that's true no other plans <laughs> what, what have you been watching um i've been in a rut i think with tv like we been watching wandavision which is really mm-hmm. good i've liked that a lot that. Mm-hmm. it's good uh, it lost me a little bit towards the end I think last week was the last episode we've been watching like each week as each episode comes out mm-hmm. but it got like a little too marvel-y mm. at the end but it was still good yeah um, but it started really good I was like this is way better than any of these dumb movies like I like them I've seen all of them we'll keep watching them but they like I watch it and I end it and then I'm like, I don't know what happened. I know yeah. I enjoyed it, but I don't know what really happened. They're kind of yeah. like, whatever. But this one was like, seemed really interesting and like complicated and good. Mm-hmm. So I like- We just it. started that like two nights ago. So far, so good. I, it, I think the problem that I'm having with it is that I haven't watched all the Marvel movies. And so like, or mm-hmm. keep saying like, oh, that's a reference to this character when this happened. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so I feel like I'm a little lost, but I'm still enjoying it. Well, if you want to kill a couple weekends or a week, watch all of those up, yeah. in the like nerdy storyline that it's supposed to be told in. Oh, maybe I will do that. It's good. And I'm like, accepted. I felt like, because I was like, I don't give a fuck about these movies, but like, I'll watch it if it's on. Right. But then we watch at the beginning of quarantine, we watched like, whatever the first one is until the end of the end like the what in the way the story was supposed to be told and it was interesting mm-hmm. and it also was like oh I get it now I missed all of this information okay I maybe I'll start that we did that with Star Wars this summer so oh yeah on I'm to done, the next I feel like we've done that with every series since um this year of pandemic like yeah we like, want what we else want can we watch Lord of the Rings I've watched the Harry Potter series at least three times <laughs> I still haven't seen anyone but the fifth one so what I know it's next on my list Ugh, that's like a perfect rainy day weekend yep but I've also been watching a lot of trash um I really have gotten into the Bachelor Bachelorette okay. franchise I like was always somebody who thought I was like above reality <laughs> tv <laughs> I am not mm-hmm. and it's also like it's on every week so it feels like a little semblance of like real tv which feels kind of nice it also like gives you something to like benchmark your week with like oh something to look forward to like I know we talked about that in our last episode of like there's no like oh and two Fridays from now I'm doing this (laughs) and so even with those series it's almost like I know on Mondays this is what I do yeah yeah so that's been good Mm -hmm. oh and I watched Moxie this week Mm, I watched that too which I freaking loved mm-hmm. movie on Netflix. So, so, so good. I, I love a coming a, of age story. You love a coming of age story. I think it's an important watch for like high schoolers, like people that are that age. Totally. I, I know. I don't know anyone with teenagers or like any teenagers, <laughs> but I almost wanted to share it with anybody I knew who had a teenager boy girl like text our group chat pretty quickly after you finished (laughs) yeah but I think I I totally agree I think it's such a good show cut such a good movie for young people like yeah I I was really inspired by it It was really good and the cute little love story is there but it's not like too much that it takes away from the rest of it it's not like the main point of the story yeah yeah I liked it too definitely feel good watch to all the boys i've loved before three i did too Ugh, 
also so good. I have, I have. Some, it was not my favorite of the trilogy. Is that the I first really, one? I like the first one the best. Second one I thought was cute. This one kind of lost me a little bit, maybe because I wasn't paying attention so much. Mm. But I didn't like the doodles. That wasn't for me. And I also just I hated the fact that what's his name Noah? What was his name in the show in the movie? Peter Kavinsky. <laughs> yeah. I hated the fact that he gave her so much shit for not picking the route that he wanted. And he made up for it at the end. But like, I I was kind of watching that, like, this is such a shit message. He made up for it at the end with the apology and everything like that. But I was like, no, like no 17, 18 year old person should be making that decision based on anyone but themselves at that point. And like, I think they turned it around, but there was like a, the majority of the storyline is like her feeling bad about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think to the second movie, maybe the second movie I don't know they all kind of blend together but the other he, he can't that's kind of his thing though and like you get a little lost at least I get a little lost in like the cutesiness of the movies yeah like, some moments he's a really great male lead and other moments you're like he's kind of an asshole and he treats her like shit like and like that not? is like the definition of a teenage boy I get it but like true <laughs> I also think it's like a an important with everyone that has access to those movies now and like at a very young age it's important yeah I agree about. what have Mox- you been reading anything Mox- else definitely takes the mm-hmm. cake in terms of Moxie? That. yeah mm-hmm. yeah what about reading oh I think I've finished like three books I unintentionally have been on a Kristen Hanna kick who wrote Firefly Lane hmm. but I didn't put it all together until I was like three books into her stuff. Um, so a year ago, I read a, her book called The Nightingale, which is kind of like a World War II story in France, Vichy, France. Um, and I really liked it. And then I was like, oh, like, liked her writing. I liked her story. Let me find something else. I found her book called The Four Winds, which is about um, the Great Depression in the USA, the American Dust Bowl, and the migration of people from those kind of like middle states that were affected by the Dust Bowl, like Oklahoma, Texas, all those places moving to the West Coast for work and um, living in migration camps, like li- living in like campsites, going to work on like the fields and kind of rotating through California. It was a part of history. Like I kind of, you know about it, you know what happened, but I don't know much about it. Um, so I really like that. Then coincidentally, I'm like done with her book. And I'm like, oh, Firefly Lane, this sounds cute. And I'm like, oh, it's her book. <laughs> so I've had a lot of Kristen Hanna um, in the past couple of weeks. Is her book called Firefly Lane? Mm-hmm. I think, so she is a lawyer turned writer. I think Firefly Lane was like one of her first books or first like series that made her kind of famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just finished another one of her books called The Great Alone, which is about right after World, no, not World War II, um, right after the Vietnam War, a family who the dad is like a POW from Vietnam, um, basically like pack up their VW bug and drive up to basically be homesteaders in Alaska. And it's about like their life there and it kind of takes place there. Wasn't my favorite of the three of hers I read because that Alaska doesn't do it for me. Um, <laughs> I like the great indoors, um, but it was a really good story. Wow, you really have to love that first. Yeah, unintentionally. And then I also read a couple other books none of huge one of my favorite authors Alice Hoffman came up came out with a new book that's kind of like a prequel to one of her books I read that didn't love it 
um, read a book called Outlawed, which I think you'd like. It's kind of in a like a dystopia world where there's like a civil, the civil war wasn't the same civil war we had, but they went back to almost like biblical times. And it's this woman or this girl who kind of like takes a stand on women being barren and like getting kicked out of families if they can't produce an heir or things like that. So it's like a different America of like what would have happened kind of written in a cutesy way about like outlaws and cowboys. And I didn't love, I didn't really like the way it was written but I thought it was a nice story. Interesting, that does sound like <laughs> What's it called? I'm gonna add it to my Libby. It's called Outlawed and I'm trying to read by Anna North, Anna North. Have you heard of Libby? Do you know Libby? No, I haven't. What is it? It's an app. This With is B as in boy. Sponsored content. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, like library, lib, libby, L-I-B-B-Y. Mm. And my friend um, who reads like a million books a month. Uh, shared it with me but it's basically like an online library and you add your library card or you can sign up for like a virtual library card and Mm -hmm. you put in your zip code and it connects you with like the libraries that use Libby in your area and you basically put books on hold and you can download them directly and read them on your phone or your iPad or whatever I I like fundamentally in a lot of ways I'm against that and also just strongly prefer a tangible book but I also was spending a lot of money on books that yeah I love so I'm doing it that way I see the benefits of both I'm definitely like I like a book like I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and I have a whole shelf of like to be read books that it it gives me great satisfaction to like pull one off and like put (laughs) it in the bottom shelf yeah Um, but I also I very much, and I think you're probably the same, is like I use reading as a way to not look at a screen. And so for me, I don't get that same like relief of screen time when I'm like have a Kindle in front of my face or like looking at my iPad. Um, and so I, it's like a very conscious effort for me to like look at a piece of paper and not a screen. Yeah, that's true. And I, I definitely also agree with that. But I think more than the screen is the um, just like escape in general. Totally, yeah. I think also, I think you watch more TV than I do. I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm not, when I'm not working, I'm pretty much not on a screen until it's like, we're going to bed. Oh no. I'm, if I'm not working, I'm probably on a different type of screen. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. But what yeah, is great. would recommend if you need that, but okay. So I will answer this after, but a lot of your titles had similar uh, vibe. What's like mm. your ideal book? What's your what's your genre? Historical, uh, historical fiction? fiction, always. <laughs> I like <laughs> anything that happens around World War II that doesn't involve like deep Holocaust. Um, that's my preferred genre. I read, I think 2019, <laughs> I exclusively read World War II centric historical fiction. I, I had to get a little bit of a break about that. I don't know. I think a ton of books around that came out like the nightingale I think came out around then the Alice the huntress um all the light we cannot see I think we that's were the lucky I was, ones like I was just gonna ask about all, all of those came out all the light we cannot see yeah all those came out within a certain period of time and of course I had to read them and so like I kind of was like in that that era overkill and so I've been looking for new things new time periods to read about mm-hmm. 
but yeah. I like the I like the American historical novels recently I just don't feel like I see a lot of them like it's not really like I always read about I don't know like old France or old England and things like that but you, I don't think you see a lot of things that are like based around U.S. history historical novels that are kind of of the same caliber um, why, do you, why do you think that is I don't know maybe it's just not as old but I also think there's like a lot of parts there's not a lot of like super glamorous parts of like U.S. history I mean maybe like <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> Like the guilt, like the guilt, is it called the Gilded Era? Like when railroads and like the Carnegie Mellons of the world were like building their mansions on, uh, in New York and like maybe old Hollywood a little bit, but like, what else are you going to write about? That's like, can be totally, I guess like a moment in history that's also kind of like romantic and glamorous and like a story behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the great alone, the four wins good moments in history, in U.S. history, not good moments, but like moments in U.S. history that Kristen Hanna was able to kind of like write a storyline around, which I thought was interesting. That's cool. I'm glad you liked it. The read. <laughs> what about you? What's your preferred type of book? I oscillate really between like deep, like real fiction, like other worlds, usually a series like mm -hmm. build build like fantasy yeah like fantasy um mm -hmm. or like very academic books about like how to be a better person yeah <laughs> or like here's all the ways racism is horrible <laughs> and destroys our world <laughs> like, right I'm, I'm, I'm either reading like I'm, I'm on a kick of those and then a kick of fantasy and then back and forth usually but I've been reading my friend, I have two girl other girlfriends who like are really also into fantasy and also just read a lot, like, like five, six books a month reading, oh, wow. like that crazy reading. Um, and I think we've talked about this before, but like music, movies, books, like all those kind of things, I would much rather have someone who I really love and trust, like recommend and I'd read than seek my, seek those out on my own. Um, I don't know why, but I'm just like, I always prefer that. And so any of their recommendations or hand-me-downs and they're reading constantly, I'm just like, yeah, give me the books. So yeah. I've read, um, they introduced me to the series called A Court of Whatever, Whatever, Whatever. And the fourth book just came out this month. And the first one I think was like mm -hmm. Court of Rose and Thorns. Um, mm. And then A Court of... Whatever. Here, I'll pull them up by Sarah J Moss and they're really good they're all like six seven hundred plus pages so they take a while oh, wow. to get through which is good because what else am I doing time um, they're also they're really good they're like they the the leads are all female which is cool and like right. but there's also very strong love story love interest which is also mm. I like Mm -hmm. um it's also very steamy which I also appreciate <laughs> in a book that I didn't know that I appreciated <laughs> right I've never I never read like the what's that series um, Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> yeah <laughs> I never read that or anything like that um, not for any particular reason other than like 
it's not, not what you picked like, up at the bookstore yeah no and I've never been into that kind of book or like I haven't really read many like Nicholas Sparks books or like yeah. any other love story books like that but these are really good mm-hmm. I definitely would recommend reading them if you live with your partner or like have a very good vibrator or something because you're gonna gonna want them Mm -hmm. um court of thorns and roses court of mist and fury court of mist and fury (laughs) (laughs) they're so dumb like they sound so dumb court of frost and starlight oh there's some other one but the one i'm reading right now is a court of silver flames is it the same characters throughout the books or is it like a different story yeah, so the first three like follow the same main female character and then like all these other characters. And then you meet the characters that are in the that are the main characters in the fourth one in like the second book of okay. the so it's con- continuing and they're all in there, but it definitely shifts to like a different set of character stories. But it's really, really good. This one is my favorite one so far. It's Ooh, really, really good. I'll look into it. And they're long, like this one is 750 pages. Jeez. It's so long, but it's great. I like that. I think I can get, I liked the Game of Thrones books. So like, maybe that's, I only yeah. read three because I when think, the series came out, but like. I would be very curious to see if they, if they were too steamy. Mm. If you would, like, if you felt like that would be too distracting mm. or if you would like it. Like, I like a little bit of, like, a romance in my historical fiction, but, like, that's not what I'm there for. I'm there to be, like, part of history. (laughs) (laughs) I have an agenda. (laughs) Like, I want to know what it was like living in Vichy, France. Please tell me. Like, that's what I'm there for. Mm. If you have a boyfriend, you fall in love with a soldier, great. Let's talk about that. But I want to know what it's like to live in Vichy, France. (laughs) How do you feel about just, like, fantasy fiction? Not because this is not, this, like, is a whole utopian, different kind of world. I don't mind it I've done like I've read all the Lord of the Rings I've read um a good amount of Game of Thrones like I I generally like that type of genre in a book or movie but I also I think this goes back to like my type of personality I like to be able to finish a book and I think a lot of those fantasy books to me are like those 800 page books I'm like I'm gonna be schlepping around this book for seven months like I like to be able to like check it off my list and like go on to my next books. I don't mind it. I like a fantasy character. I think I told you, I think you've read one of her books too, Alice Hoffman. Hoffman, mm-hmm. Hoffman. Um, she's one of my favorite uh, authors and she writes about kind of like critical moments in history with a little bit of a Jewish lens because she's Jewish, which I love. But like all of her characters are like a little bit on the fantasy side, like a witch or like have powers or like, I, I like that to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I like about these two is that they're 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 very long, but like the the third one, I think the third one is like was also like eight hundred pages, and I read it in two days. Like it does not it does not read slow at all. Right, like you're not like rereading paragraph after paragraph to like understand what happened. I feel like that's what Game of Thrones was. Like I was like, who's that person again? Took me fifteen minutes to look them up, go back, reread it, and like those books took me so long because I just like needed to follow along. Yeah, I, I also have read all of those and those are like, it's similar to like Harry Potter or anywhere that's like so much of the series is is explaining the world. Yeah. And like these are, the, these have that, to, for, but it feels more like for context. Like it's definitely more about the characters and the character development than anything. But you're not more. like flipping back and forth for the family tree at the end of the book constantly. No, not at all. 
Yeah. Plus, okay, I'll like, check it out. I think goods, I could like it. Plus, like the goods in these books are so good that those fly by. <laughs> okay, interesting. I don't think that would be like a turnoff for me, but it's just not something I seek out in my literature. <laughs> me neither, but it it will be hard to read things that are not like this. I can guarantee okay. it. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. I'll give one a shot. Yeah, but yeah, they're good. Um, I also read a fun book, maybe a few weeks, finished a few weeks ago. It's called The Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm-hmm, it's on my bookshelf. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not like super into the music world or like, you know, following celebrity musicians or anything, but it was like a good read. And the same author wrote The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which I really liked. Mm -hmm. That one I think is much better. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's on my to buy list. I haven't read the Evelyn one. Daisy Jones, I got maybe, I'm a book finisher. I had a really hard time. I I think it's not that I don't like the story. It was very like almost famous-y, which Mm -hmm. I liked and I love that movie. I had a harder time with the way it was written. Um, I don't really like the interview style. I, I kept, I kept like putting it down, doing something else, checking my, like, I think I need to give it another try. Cause I don't think I was like engaged in it enough, mm-hmm. but I found it really hard. Like the books that I normally read, I'm like, let me get to the next chapter. I want to like keep turning the page, but like, because there were so many breaks in the way that it's even formatted, I'm like, oh, I can close it now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I felt the same way. I felt like I had to get through like three quarters of it to get to the point where it was like, okay, I see where she's going with this, which was like a little annoying. That's why I think- I, I think that, I think that that the, the, not the theme of the book, the topic of the book is super interesting. Like, I, I think that's great. Um, I think I would like it. I think I just need to be in the right, like, I wanna focus on this head frame. Yeah, I think that's why, I think the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is, it's the same author, but it's, and it's about, you know, old Hollywood and the days yeah. about like old rock and roll so like they're mm-hmm. kind of similar but the the seven husbands is not written that way it's like yeah a novel and it's really good okay I think you'll like that I, I had it on my to buy list and then I started Daisy Jones and I'm like I don't love this maybe I should not read the other one but I'm happy to hear it's not the same format so yeah it's not the same format at all. <laughs> awesome I feel like we've talked a lot about books, books, <laughs> movies. <laughs> yes. um, feel like, do you feel, okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel like what you, were you a reader as a kid? Like were you yes, a reader? Yes, always. Mm-hmm. Has your style of what you've been interested in changed? No. Um, I think I've been very consistent. I've always loved reading. I think it ebbs and flows. I think I had a really hard time reading in college because a lot of my homework was reading. And like, that didn't seem like something that I wanted. I mean, besides being in college and having 45 million distractions constantly, but like when I go on vacation, I travel with five books because I will read all of them. We were in Italy last, last uh, December. And I think I brought three or four books. I had to stop at an American bookstore to buy two more and like finish those. Like I constantly, when I, when I'm traveling, when I'm on a plane, when I'm not in kind of like my normal place, I plow through books. I've always been like that. Um, and I, I think it goes in, in waves. Like some, some years I like read a million books in a year. Some year I read three um, because I was on a plane or something like that. But I'm trying to make it more of a habit. I'm really, I bought myself um, a book light that can like sit on my book, clip on my book so that 
when or watches tv to go to sleep i can read a book and, and like fall asleep not to a screen which has been really helpful um but also like when i have a break in my day i'm like oh let me just like step away from my screen and and read like a chapter or something like that yeah that's right I like that strategy too. I think that's why I've liked that. Like what I've appreciated about Libby and reading on a screen is I do the same thing at night when I'm, when Michael's watching something to fall asleep, I'll, yeah. I'll read, which has been nice. Do you guys have a TV in your bedroom? No. Yeah. We have lived together since 2015, 16 and got a TV in 2019. Like a TV in your apartment? <laughs> yeah, like a TV period. We did not have a TV, a TV period for that. <laughs> Laptop? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm, I. And really, it was basketball and soccer <laughs> that, that, skewed, that swayed the decision to get a TV. I don't like when you guys like watch something together. Is it like laptop on the lap and you guys are sitting there together? Like, is that. It was really only like once we'd gotten into bed and we'd like oh. watch a movie or something. We also lived in a really tiny apartment and we didn't want the whole apartment to be like TV focused centered around the TV. Um, and even now, like in our house, the couch doesn't face the TV or anything like that. Like we both we're very we're a very TV centric house. Like our beds face the TV, our couch faces the TV. Like we like the noise. Like or is probably worse than I am but he will always like have a game on or sports on in the back. Like the Latvian soccer team could be playing and it's in the background, <laughs> like anything. It's, it's pretty much always on unless it's like in the middle of the work day, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Michael grew up in 1935. So his like old clock radio is always on in the house. Oh my God. Either on like the jazz channel or NPR. <laughs> the jazz channel. <laughs> But yeah, no, we try, I mean, we, we try to be very intentional with it because even before COVID, it felt like just too consuming in that way. Yeah. But Interesting. Yeah, no TV in bed. We'll watch on like an iPad or a laptop or something. I, the problem with watching TV from a laptop in bed with me was that I would constantly fall asleep on my T, like on my, I'd fall asleep with like laptop open on my chest, <laughs> that sort of thing. And yeah. then wake up and it's like next to me. I, I cannot sleep like that. Michael falls asleep almost like immediately when he's watching something. And then I turn it off and turn off the light. Okay. Got it. <laughs> but yeah. That's fun. Yeah. My, my, I was also a big reader. Like would read like the whole book list sent over the summer for school. Mm. Plus like all the books I wanted to read would always bring yeah. books on trips with me and all of that. But again, all, like like similar to you, also lost that in college. It's hard to read when that's also what's being required of you. Like, it's not what you want to do. And also, like, you have people knocking on your dorm and, like, there's always something else to do. Like, whether it's go to a dining hall together, or, like, do something else. Like, there's not a lot of time to, like, downtime read in college. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, in, a, in my grad program, reading was also a huge part of the work yeah. that I did and then it, that's when like the, the trend kind of changed to like only reading things that were related to my job yeah and the work that I do and then also really heavy and so then I stopped reading because that's what I was reading so yeah. it's only been the last like year or so that I've gotten back into it and I really like it and do you read the news sometimes okay I read the news I go on kicks like 
where I'll read it every day in the morning and then times when I don't. Yeah. But I listen to a lot of like news related podcasts. Yeah, me too. That's like how I get my news versus like sitting down and opening up like my browsers to Politico or anything like that. Like I, I'm more of a, let me listen to like the NPR yeah. in the morning and like, that's it. Yeah. I definitely get that more from, I would consider myself informed, but I don't yeah. like read the news. No, I like, or always, always, it's not like a rep, the most reputable source in the entire world, but like he always is like every, every morning looks through all the daily mail stories, like all like the important stuff, but also the crap and like, just kind of like knows everything that's going on. Yeah. I will say, you know, your way around BuzzFeed though. I do. I love a good BuzzFeed. <laughs> Mostly there for the quizzes. Let's be real. Like to know what kind of bread I'm going to be. What yeah. kind of aesthetic my wedding is going to be. <laughs> or if I was a, based on my Asian food preferences, what city in Tokyo should I visit? Or what city in uh, Japan should I visit? It gets me every time. <laughs> yep. I like, I, I, I like to know that though, our reading style as kids were has stayed the same. I think that says a lot about us. <laughs> yeah. My, are your parents big readers? Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, my mom considers herself a guru. So like, I mm. think she reads a lot, but yeah. yeah. Are your my parents mom, big readers? My dad is a huge reader and I think it stems from him traveling a lot, but I also think like he's a Kindle, like has it with him all the time, reads multiple books per month, like is constantly sending me books to read. Like that's a huge, that's how he falls asleep every night. Um, that's a huge part of his life. It always has been. My mom is a trendy reader. When her friends are like, you should read this book, she'll read it. Mm-hmm. But it's not like how she unwinds. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. Or has read one book in the past five, six years. So a little <laughs> bit different. <laughs> I think my, my brothers have read one book in their whole life combined. Yeah. <laughs> Half each, yep. And it was holes. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, though. Yeah. Good choice, if any. I feel like we're probably at, like, our episode time. Yeah. I do you think want that... to get high and low quick of the week? Or do you have, like, a... Yeah, let's see. I guess we're almost at the end of the week. Do you want to do it? you want to go first for this one? Sure. Um... Low has just been work. It's been mm. a lot and stressful and tiring. And we're we're getting to the point where it's like no breaks are in sight for a while. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is. I think this is the hardest, one of the harder stretches of the year because it's like, well, some people have President's Day off, but like, there's nothing between the holidays and like Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah, just nothing. Yeah, and like the fall seems super short. But like the spring always just seems like so long. Yeah. Springs are tough. And like summer will come and be very slow, but yeah. Then it's also like I'm inside when I want to be outside because it's summer and yeah. All that. So that's low, but it is what it is. Um grateful to still have a job. Yeah. But hi. I don't know. I felt good this week ish, better than last week. And I've really enjoyed the rain. I really love the rain and it doesn't happen in, in Southern California very often. So it's been nice, cozy. That reminds me of, uh, that takes me right back to a uh, Frank Ocean song. Yeah, I always think of that. <laughs> um, it's true though, it doesn't rain here very often. <laughs> yeah, 
I think I think this week was better than last week. Last week I was just like so uninspired, unmotivated, like just felt like I was like trudging along. I don't know what it was about last week. I just like felt like I just like didn't have anything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week has been better. I don't think I've had a low this week except for like I'm just like tired. <laughs> like perpetually tired. Like I feel like I could sleep for like three and a half weeks and then be fine. Um, highs of this week. I don't know if I've even told you this, but I'm getting my vaccine on Saturday. Oh, so that's a high. You did tell me you were eligible, Mm -hmm. but that's exciting. Yeah. It's, I, I feel a lot of ways about it. Like I'm really excited. I think it like has a light at the end of the tunnel effect, but I'm also a little nervous because like a, it's not really going to change much like immediately because like or is not getting vaccinated there's not a lot of people in my life in dc that are vaccinated that i can like do fun shit with like once this happens like my life is not going to change mm-hmm. uh, so that's also kind of a little bit of a weird feel like almost like a daunting feeling of like this is so monumentous and we've waited a year for this and like it's so crazy and exciting and i'm so lucky to be eligible but like literally nothing's gonna happen <laughs> like i'm still gonna be wearing two masks outside not going to the grocery store not going to work like it seems like such a huge moment in covid but like still with no change yeah it's weird it's a weird feeling it is weird and it's weird that like i don't know like in two days at least for us like i think march 13th i remember it was like friday the 13th and it was like the last thing we did we were out and i was like this is the last time we're going to be doing this for what we thought was a a few weeks and then turned into obviously a year plus but like I think the funks that people have been feeling in and just like low motivation, just all of those things you were just describing have been, it feels weird. It's obviously not like a thing to celebrate a year of this, but it, it does feel commemorative in some weird ways. And I think like, I think we're collectively feeling that the way, the fact that it's been a year. And also, like you said, like, yeah, people are getting vaccined, but also not everybody and also not in like the timeline that was promised or any of this other stuff that it's like it's good but it's also not great and we're not at a point at least in the U.S. or at least in D.C. I'm not sure if there's other states where like it feels like we're not at a point yet where like life is returning back to normal like there's not enough people that are vaccinated where it's like oh I even want to get together with two other people that I haven't seen in a year quite yet so like I'm I think I think it will alleviate a lot of stress. Um, I don't know that we've talked about this in the podcast, but like, or is taking COVID super seriously. And I've been very respectful of that. I think it will take a burden off of him to know that one of us is going to be vaccinated and like, maybe can go to the grocery store in a safe manner. Uh, That's not something that we've been doing for a year. So like, I think there's almost like a a deep breath that we can take when we start doing it, but it's our normal. I, I still don't think we're close to like, what, what was COVID? I forget what that was. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's hard too to be people who have taken it. I mean, you guys have taken it way more seriously, like far seriously, more seriously than we have, but we've still been very serious about it. Yeah. And like, it almost feels like, I know this not to be true. And like, when I am eligible for the vaccine, I will be getting the vaccine, but it almost feels like, what's the point? Like, yeah. Like a lot of people I'm talking to is like, I'm not in a rush, you know, like my friends aren't vaccinated. So like, what does it matter? But I'm I'm more of the mindset of like, I'm eligible. See if I could get a slot, got a slot, going to get a vaccine, like that sort of thing. Yeah. It's just, it's strange. And I think it just, it makes me feel like, like you said, the light is like closer, but it by like, we're like by no means close to it. 
Yeah, I'm starting to feel like fall is going to be, I think that by the end of the summer, the majority of the population that is going to get vaccinated anyways will get vaccinated. There's still going to be those shitheads out there that are not getting vaccinated no matter what, right? But like, I think like the majority of the people we socialize with, like hopefully the majority of our workplaces, stuff like that, come fall, we'll be in a different spot. I think there's things that are still here to say, am I going to rush to be in a crowd of 300 people? No. Am I not going to wear a mask on a plane for the foreseeable future? Probably, probably will. But like, I don't, I don't think come fall will be like not seeing our friends indoors or going to restaurants. I think we'll be at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, I didn't mean to end that on a very heavy note, but I am excited to get, I am excited to get my vaccine. I think that's exciting. I also think that like we were talking about in the beginning of this, the weather has been so nice in DC. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm excited to like spend some time outside. Um, Get some vitamin D. (laughs) You're looking at me through the screen. I'm literally reflective on the, on the, on the screen. I'm very pale. And I'm over here like I'm tanner than I've been in months. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But oh, yeah, another high is a beach camping. That was really nice. Oh, yeah. I forgot that was this week because what is time? (laughs) Yeah. Seemed like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of it for me. I've been reading, watching TV. Not much else. I've cleaned out my closet to the extent that I can before I start wearing real clothes again. Mm -hmm. A good spring clean. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's, I don't really have any huge projects right now. Yeah. Well, should we wrap up? Yeah. It was good catching up. I like that this turned into a book episode. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you get these books. They're really good. Maybe if we can, we'll put them in the notes if when we figure out how to do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Eventually, (laughs) we'll figure out how to do real podcast things like that. (laughs) Thanks for bearing with us. Thanks for catching up with us. And we'll chat to you next week.